Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Welcome to the Sean Spicer Show. We have made it more than halfway through the work weekend. The weekend is in sight, uh, but there is a lot happening here in Washington. We've got an exciting conversation heading your way very shortly. Uh, Congressman Keith Self of Texas is going to be joining us. He is one of 15 members of Congress that is not going to fund the government, specifically the Department of Homeland Security, if there are not major concessions to border security. Sounds easy? Not so much. I mean, there's no way that the White House would sign off on what they want, but there's the Senate as well, controlled by the Democrats. So we're going to ask him, is a government shutdown imminent? Is that what we're headed for? Plus, yesterday, Matt Gates, the congressman from Florida, taking to the House floor to put McCarthy on notice that he is willing to hold him accountable, as he says, and have a motion to vacate every day. A motion to vacate that would result in a new Speaker of the House, potentially. So there is a lot to get to. Plus, what is the state of our border? What is the state of immigration? And what are these Texas members doing about it? Especially since mayors like New York Mayor Eric Adams have suddenly become big immigration advocates, uh, getting tough on it, at least. So we have a lot to get to. Let's get into it. All right. As I said just a minute ago, we are going to sit down with Congressman Keith Self of Texas. He is a former county judge. Uh, he served, he graduated from West Point, actually, and served in the military for a long time before seeking elective office as a county judge and then in Congress. But he is a member of the Freedom Caucus. He is one of those guys that did not vote for McCarthy. Um, he waited to the very end, extracting concessions. And now here he is again, joining with 14 other members saying that they will not fund the government, which, by the way, we're talking about, what, 20 days since until the government runs out less than that end of the month. October 1st starts a new fiscal year. If the government isn't funded, well, we shut down. Some people say, great, go for it. These guys want some serious concessions. But to be blunt, what they want, never going to happen as far as the Biden administration is going. And let's face it, I'm sorry to tell you, I've seen the movie before. It doesn't end well for Republicans. So how far are they willing to go? We're going to ask them all of these questions. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Congressman, welcome. Uh, you know, this, uh, by the way, just so we're clear, uh, you are the first in-studio guest of this studio. We had some folks in Milwaukee. So this is a historic moment. I hope I see this on your bio. 
uh, that you were, you know, th- this has got to be right up there among your life achievements, getting into West Point, being the first in-studio guest at our DC studio. Well, we need to get something to take with us. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot to get to. So let me just start off. I, I know you guys just got back into town. Everybody is talking about impeachment, to impeach, to not impeach. Um, just let's start. Where, where do you come down on this? Uh, I come down on we need to continue the impeachment inquiry. Yeah, uh, There's a lot more to find out. Uh, the reams of evidence are starting to roll out, are rolling out. And I think as we go deeper, we're going to find more. So, but, so the thing that's interesting about you is you, you were a judge, right? So uh, what I worry, and I, I, I go back and forth. I feel like I'm bipolar on this issue because part of me says they started it. They're the ones who made impeachment a political weapon. Uh, they did it to Trump twice, the second time when he wasn't in office, uh, which is silly. But I, I, I go back and forth between the guy who says, you know what, you guys started it. It's our turn now. We have a right to do it. And, and the person that says, where does it stop? And I, and I go, OK, Joe Biden, Hunter Biden's a scumball. He's done bad things. But is the goal to you know, this is the, this is the sort of the catch. This is an inquiry. And it's almost the folks on the left say, we're looking for something that we don't know exists. The important part about impeachment is you committed high, high crimes, misdemeanors, um, bribery, and then we're going to impeach you. There are some on the left that says, oh, well, Republicans are looking. That's why they're, if the inquiry, they don't know what they're finding. They're just going to find something until they get there. Well, we found it. Okay. Uh, 20 shell companies that were established by his family. Uh, while he was vice president, 16 payments from Romania while he was vice president. But don't you think if we could find something that had his name on it, that would, I mean, because it's all. Oh, we have. Okay. We have, we have uh, emails that uh, he responds to um, to his son's business dealings. Uh, we've got phone calls. Uh, we've got it. Um, uh, as as we go deeper, I think we'll find more. So, uh, so, so we've got the start of the criminal activity, criminal activity of the Biden family. The thing that's interesting, I Newt Gingrich was out the other day saying, you know, be careful. And I get his point because mm-hmm. Republicans just don't don't do well on this. And I, the case that I've been making is if we screw this up and we end up in the minority, Katie bar the door because the Biden policies, we think all these things are bad now. Can you imagine what they're going to be like if they can control the House? Like you and your colleagues are the only thing standing between us and what we know of America right now. There are a lot of people wringing their hands over going into the minority, not winning the presidency. We're having the same conversation over the uh, probes bills. Uh, so there's lots of reasons to wring your hands. There is not a reason uh, to for cowardice. Right. The only point that I would make is that I think, it, to your point about having the evidence, Republicans need, w- the media is against us. I mean, every story yesterday, it was sort of like they had forgotten that Democrats had done this twice to Trump. We know that. And so my my sort of concern is we need to make sure that we message exactly what you're talking about. Here's what we have. Here's how we can lay it out. Make the case so that every American, Republican, Democrat, or Independent says, wow, that is real. Well, we're not going to jump to impeachment. Remember, we're only at impeachment inquiry. Uh, so we have more to find, and I'm, I have no doubt we will find more. So I'm not to impeachment either. And I don't think the conference is. All right. But uh, we're going to we're moved to impeachment inquiry. Now we need to find deeper. Do you think there's a lot of punditry about this um, 
like letting air out of the valve that there were a lot of people. I mean, again, this is, this is your Politico New York Times that McCarthy had to do this because people like you, the 15 folks that kind of made him earn that vote, uh, were pre- applying pressure on him. Is that a fair assessment or was it, Hey, it just was so blatant that we had to do it. Uh, Jim Jordan and Jamie Comer have uncovered a lot of data along with the Ways and Means Committee. Uh, so I, I, I think the evidence is coming. Uh, I don't think we can. But do you think that, I guess what I'm asking is, do you think that McCarthy recognized he didn't seem to be there two weeks ago? Like he was talking more about treading lightly and then suddenly it was, comes out of the gate and says, we need to have an inquiry. Well, there was a change because yeah. a week ago, two weeks ago, he was saying he was going to take a vote. I don't think we would have had 218. Right. Oh, I think you're right. Word. We would not have. So I think it's also part of the appropriations debate that we're having today. Uh, because I'm, I've asked if we do have uh, a temporary pause because of the appropriations process, can the investigations continue? Yes. Now, the administration will try to slow it down because uh, there may be a temporary pause. But, uh, but we've, got to, we've got to move forward. With the, impe- with the impeachment inquiry, uh, regardless. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So where do you, I mean, for the average person that's sitting back right now, mm-hmm. how does this thing flow? Are the three committees just going to keep digging? Absolutely. And do you think that, like, I, to your point, I think the second that you can find a bank record that says, here's how much money flowed to Joe Biden, it's game, set, match, right? We know that. But, but, but when we know it, do you mean that, that there's a, a for, like a bank statement that can say 5 million transfers from Hunter Biden to Joe Biden? Is that when, do we know it? Do we have it in a, in a form or sheet that you can hold up and say, here we go? Well, I'm not going to get into the committee's business, but they're talking about they know, I think, on order of $20 million right. uh, during But don't you agree, if, if you could hold up a document, and I'm not saying it has to be this, but I'm saying that for a lot of Americans, if Joe Biden, who has been so obstinate and said, I never knew anything about my son's business, I had nothing to do with it, and you literally went like, oh, here's a bank record that shows- They've got those. But th- they've got them. Why now, are we they're, not? They're not ready to go to impeachment because you made but the point not earlier. Even impeachment. But see, before we go to impeachment, I would argue that I would want to walk down the street and have every American say, you know what? I mean, to me, when you go to impeachment, it's, and again, you're the judge, I'm not. But I would assume that when you go to trial, you've got everything locked up. You know, here's your I watch a lot of law and order. You got it. <laughs> yeah. Here's this. Here's evidence. You know, this number one judge. Here's number two. I would assume that the first thing out of the gate would be like, here's the form that shows money, you know, X millions of dollars in Joe Biden's bank account that he can't explain. And here's the transfer from Hunter. They're not ready to show that yet. But because the point you made earlier, the country's not there yet. But, but that's so, my point. Wouldn't so the country they, be there they, if we did that? When they are satisfied with what they have found, right. I have no doubt they'll lay it out exactly as yeah. you described. Because I, that's where I think I think most people largely because of the way the media has presented this, believe that this is, you know, as Donald Trump would call it, a witch hunt. Yeah. But once you see something, 
that, that is undeniable. It was like the laptop. Everybody said it was, I mean, think about it. disinformation, disinformation. You got these Intel officials telling the American people, this is ridiculous, right? And then the second that the laptop comes out and it's confirmed, everyone went, oh, and not one thing on that laptop has ever been disputed, not one. And so it makes it a lot harder now for them to deny anything because it's like, well, you said those text messages were legitimate, the photos were legitimate, the emails were legitimate. So if we can find something that gets the American people, and now you, I mean, so many Americans say that that would have changed their vote. So my only point is the sooner that there's two things, one thing that you can hold up and say, here's a statement or uh, an email that says, thanks for the 15 million, Hunter, then it's game, set, match. And, and then you are on board with impeachment. But I would assume that that would be before you actually go to impeachment. It will be. Okay. And they've got the evidence. They'll find more. And at the time that they decide, the leadership decides, they'll lay all of that out. Do you think as, as a judge, it's interesting, all of these folks that I watched, you know, Peter Navarro just got sentenced the other day for not complying with a January 6th subpoena, mm-hmm. uh, January 6th congressional subpoena. Mm-hmm. How do you think they're going to react in the White House to these to this new level of subpoena power that the House oh, has? Oh, they're going to push back hard. They're going to push back oh. hard. Uh, they will do everything they can to obstruct it. Uh, so that's, that's not a question. Yeah. Uh, because they're now admitting that they're going to, uh, they've started laying the groundwork for a defense. So they've admitted there's something there. Yeah. Well, that's, I feel like the thing that uh, when the White House shifted its discussion and started to go from, he he doesn't know anything to, he was never involved. That was the big tell to me. It was like, wait a second, you guys literally just shifted the entire conversation with, I don't know anything about this to suddenly, you know, it's like one of those detective shows where they said, you said that you were never there. And they said, well, I didn't want to, I didn't want to say anything at the time. They immediately become a suspect because they've changed their story and they lied. And now we know there were conference calls with Vice President Biden, Hunter, and his business associates on the call. They know that. Right. Uh, so it's coming. So I, I want to pivot um, to spending. You brought this up. You and 14 of your colleagues, including Chip Roy of Texas, uh, your, your colleague there, have sent a letter saying we're not voting for any DHS funding, Department of Homeland Security funding, until some things are met. Mm-hmm. And correct me if I'm wrong, but a couple of those are some border wall funding uh, that Alejandro Mayorkas, the secretary, has to either resign or be replaced. I, I mean, just straight up, do you think that, that's, that the Biden administration will ever do any of those things? Um, let's back up just a yep. second. The power of the House is at its peak in the next two weeks. Will we use that power of the purse to force that issue that you just talked about? Because uh, President Biden considers Congress irrelevant. Correct. He considers the law irrelevant. He considers the border irrelevant. He would rather fight the state of Texas on what Texas is trying to do to secure the border than fight the cartels. I, I, total side note, I thought this idea of suing them to get rid of those uh, buoys in the, in the, in the river. I was like, you guys are literally finding ways to help them. That's correct. So go back to this. Walk me through the strategy. We are at, it is September 13th. The government, if it's not funded by the last day of September, uh, shuts down. Mm-hmm. Strategically speaking, get back to like what you guys want and how you want to achieve it. Well, 
you've identified the hard nut to crack. How do we force the Biden administration? And I think the border is an excellent issue. Sure. Because people all over the nation now, the mayor of New York City said they're destroying the city with a minuscule number of of illegal immigrants. Uh, So it's a great issue across the nation. So we need to find, and I'm not sure I've got the answer, but we've got to find the vehicle that will force the Biden administration. Or do we give him something? But see, I get the power of the purse, right? You're right. right. The Constitution makes it very clear. So you could say, we're going to fund it at this level. Right. Okay. You could even give them more money and say, but at the, at the end of the day, part of some one of your requests that I read is that like Alejandro Marcus must leave. That's not a fund. You guys have the power of the purse. Right. But the Senate's controlled by Democrats and Joe Biden's, you know, at least in office. Um, somebody over there is running the, the show. I'm not right. sure if it's run, you know, uh, Jeff Zients or, or whatever. But the question I have is how do you force them? You know, considering that the Democrats in the Senate may say before Biden's going to say before I even I can't sign anything until you guys go to conference. You know, there's no bill. So what how do you get Democrats to come to the table and say, you know, we're willing to talk about this? But and, and the bigger question is, what is it that you want to achieve? Do you want more funding? Do you want them to agree to do certain things? What is it ultimately if they said, all right, you're holding this up. What do you want? We would like for the president to enforce the law. But he's not doing it. But he's not doing it. And frankly, in H.R. 2, which everybody talks about attaching to a short-term CR, even if we got 80% of H.R. 2, which is what they're talking about, it doesn't still doesn't force him. Even if he signed it, I think a minor win would be get him to admit that there's a problem on the border. <laughs> that could be a <laughs> monumental step because he doesn't admit it. Mallorca says the border it's is secure, secure today. But Which that's it's not. Of course, we we don't. I mean, you can't you you know, you brought up Mayor Adams in New York. You can't have a mayor of a blue city, a deep blue city, saying that his his city's going to shut down based on a couple bus loads um, and then say it's not. There's no problem at the border. In fact, Mallorca's loves to blame it on Congress. It's a broken system. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So that's, I get, but see, this is where I'm, I'm trying to break through this and try to figure out, okay, I get it. The system is broken. We all get it. Mayorkas, to some extent, will admit the system's broken, not the border. You guys are using your power to do this. But how do we, in 20, in less than 20 days, solve, like, what is it that we, what does winning look like to me, to you? That's a difficult question. Is it? Because the Senate is the is the stopgap for President Biden. Sure. They are protecting President Biden. 100%. They've already added to the appropriations bills. They want to spend more than what the uh, uh, Republican bills uh, that have yet to pass the House read. Uh, so this is the issue. How do we get them to enforce anything? I mean, right now, I just came out of conference and we're talking about simply passing something out of the house and considering that a win. I'm not sure I consider that a win. But this is what I'm getting at. If, if, if the Senate comes to you, if McCarthy comes to you and says, okay, 
I need to go talk to them. What do we, what is our, what is our red line? What are our five top demands? What, what does that look like? Because I think that's, that's, if it's the Senate first and then the president, I get it. I don't have an answer for you. I will But don't you, you think, don't you think that we need to? I would love to, but it's back to the question of how do we get the president to do something? Right. But that's because my, we can message all but, day. But, but, We've messaged for eight months, John, and nothing is I happened. get it. And that's the problem. I, and I'm with you on this. This is a frustration that I think finally blue states and blue cities are feeling. But, but I, I get to me what the frustrating part is you guys have the power of the purse. And the funny part is nine times out of 10 in Washington, it's too much money that they have and we're trying to rein it in. In this case, we almost want to give them more and say, well, you do your job. But no, the HR2 had added 3,000 agents, agents. 19,000 to 22,000 border control agents. I'm like, that's fine. But if you don't let them do their job, job that's why? The, right. That's the point that you could have a million agents. If you tell them that they have to stand there and watch these folks walk in our country, open the gate, open the gate in Arizona, they literally welded it open. Right. But see, that's so I guess what I'm getting at is from a from a conservative standpoint, don't we have to go to the American people? Because this gets back to impeachment as well. I think that where we lose a lot of times is on the messaging, is that we can't make a concrete argument to the American people and say, this is what we have. You are 100% right. The American people, both in terms of immigration, people coming into their cities and overwhelming them, number two on the fentanyl, number three, the stories they hear sex for national security, sex trafficking, boom, boom, boom. But then as a, you know, I always joke that, I look at elected officials like the cable man, okay? If you have cable and you call the cable man, you go, my cable's out. And they go, we come fix it. You don't want them to give you an excuse and tell you, oh, you know, here's the problem, the wire up there. You go, I pay for cable, fix it. The way I look at elected officials sometimes is, we elected you, tell me how you're fixing the problem, not why you can't. And in, so, this, in this case, the frustration in the American people, and I'm talking about blue districts, red districts, Across the nation, I'm hearing that everybody over the August recess, August work period, they heard frustration and 100%. anger yes. from their constituents. But that's the point, is that yes. you're absolutely right. They're we need here. to follow the American people and get serious so, but, but about this. So let's go back this. to my cable story. That yeah. I, When I call the cable guy, I don't want to go, yeah, I'm frustrated too, my cable's out. I want to say, tell me how you're making sure that when I turn on my TV, it's fixed, right? I pay for it. So I say, hey, I elected all these members. I, I, I helped put through a Republican Congress. Tell me what you're going to force the president to do, because if it comes down to the wire, right? I mean, just flash forward, October 1st, the government shuts down. The White House is going to have a list of talking points, you know, 10 pages long and say, this is what the Republicans have cost us. Our security is at risk. Border agents can't do their job. TSA is going to let anybody through with more than three ounces, uh, <laughs> whatever. And we're going to sit there. And so I think that the Republicans need to come up with a list and saying, this is what we demand the Biden administration do if we're going to force, if, if they want, you know, the funding for this. I think that's an excellent idea because we have got to uh, just say we're not going to do it. Why would we fund right. the DHS when they are at war with the American people uh, with the border? Why would we fund them? That's the question. But don't you think it's, I, but, the thing but, that I find fascinating is we just, ticked off like five things, sex right. trafficking, fentanyl. Right. Okay. Every city is now feeling a, a glimpse of what Texas 
and Arizona. Only a glimpse. Only a glimpse. I mean, they're freaking out. They're like wetting their beds because they're like, oh my God, three buses came. You guys have three buses an hour or probably at least, at least. And yet we're having a discussion about the secretary of Homeland Security saying, you know, it's secure. I I just, there are things that I would have assumed I get the funding on education on certain other aspects of government. This is one that I would have said, uh, how, you know. But the American people, they understand the funding problem. We're broke today. We're right. borrowing everything we're spending, frankly, as of here to the end of the year. Right. But what they do understand is the tyranny of the federal government. So whatever we demand, I think it's got to be a change in the Biden administration because they don't care about the law. They don't care about Congress. They don't care about the border. I think the border is an excellent uh, uh, example, but until we get ahead of the game and go on offense with our messaging, because you're exactly right, what Republicans right. normally do is they sit back and they take the blows. I and they're about to do it again. I don't think we ought to take the blows. I think we ought to say we are going to demand uh, that the president do something because that's the problem. It's right. not the law. They, they, they it's always, the president. We always talk about female voters, suburban voters in big elections and how are they going to sway? And they're the, right. there right. is not a suburban voter in America right now that doesn't understand the impact of the fentanyl crisis. OK, so much of this is coming through our borders, coming from China. And yet that's not even something that we have a bipartisan outrage about. Right. This to me is something Republicans could jam in the face of this administration. The, the, I, I was blown away the other day when I read that the Biden White House is going to accuse Republicans, if they shut down the government, of allowing the fentanyl crisis to fester. They're going to turn the page and say, it's your fault because we had an open border and you're not allowing us to fund government right now. But they're going on offense. And that's where I feel like Republicans right now need to be jamming this and saying, we can, you know, here's our plan. We want to ensure that, you know, you don't just hire them, that they're allowed to enforce this, that we maybe we, we, and reenact, you know, remain in Mexico. But I think that we have to have a list of three or four things. It's very simple that the American people say, I agree with 100% of that. And I couldn't imagine why anybody would be against it. The list is easy. Let's go. How do we get the president to do the list? The list is easy. I mean, I talk about it every time I talk to my constituents. We've got the fentanyl coming across. The sex trafficking is now more lucrative than the drug trade. Think about that. Not only women, boys and girls are in now in indentured servanthood or the sex trade. This has got to stop. Yes. This is an existential threat. What about the Chinese military age males coming across? What a, yeah. Thousands of them. Uh, we have got, but we have to force the president. I'm open to suggestions. The list is easy, Sean. How do we get the president? Well, I to, think the, the list in my, okay, you're asking, here's how I would do it. I think f- f- let's take. Get the Republican Congress, and I know not everyone's on the same page because right. everyone feels the same pain that Texas and Arizona and some others feel. I'd say here are the top four things, maybe three, right. that we all, I don't care if you live in Maine, Kansas, or Texas, we can agree that we have to you know, reenact Remain in Mexico. We have to uh, ensure that you can't enter if you don't. I mean, come up with three things, four, I don't care, but right. I mean, a minimum of three, something that every American could say, I don't care how left-wing lunatic liberal you are saying that makes sense, right. okay? And then say, Mr. President, this is what we want. Because right now we got nothing, okay? If we shut down Homeland Security, there's other consequences in terms of, uh, of our Homeland Security that we have to be concerned about. So why not give him three things? 
that every single American could agree to that we know that they don't want. I mean, I, I personally, I don't think they would agree, want to, but at some point they have to. They have to buy in. They, they would look, they'll look so out of touch. You're a real optimist, Sean. No, I'm a desperate. I'm, That's I, right. I, I, and I'm desperate that we are doing this. And so my point is, find three things. I mean, your list is probably 20 things. And I think that there's at least, but, but from a messaging standpoint in a, in a strategic standpoint, we need to figure out how do we get some wins on the board? But how do you translate that to the power of the purse? That's the issue we're sure, working Sure, the power through. of the purse is we won't fund it until you agree. Well, that's what we say. But okay. then uh, DHS, uh, you said there were other issues. The 14, 15 Texans, I think it was actually 15 that signed the letter. We said no security, no funding. And I know there are other members, not Texans, who think the same thing. I'm not sure the DHS bill will pass in Congress. But so, and then, so let's play this out. What, when that doesn't happen, where are we? Uh, well, eventually, I think that we will have a temporary pause in non-essential activities. Okay. Non-essential funding. Sure. Okay. But we have to open the government at some point. Correct. So what do we want then? How We're back to the same question. Yes. How do we force the president to execute the law? He's the executive yes. branch. He is in charge of but that's why I think, look, I'm not trying to, I think the easy thing is you guys collectively get together and say, okay, there's 15 things that we all want. Let's find three, five of them that, that no one, that everyone's on board. So you're not, everyone, not everyone's going to get everything, but we go to the white house and we say, these are the five things you give us these five things. Here's your money. That to me, uh, at I, least is I a think start. We're, we're talking about that Yeah, because we're not going to get things done by 30 September. So it's going to, so it's going to shut down. So no, it's going to require a CER of some sort. We're talking will you about, guys be on board with that? I don't know. I don't know because right now they're talking about 80% of HR2, which was a very strong border right. bill uh, that we had. But it doesn't include uh, some of those things that you just talked about. It, the list is not strong enough. Uh, and I so think of the, the president- of the 15, um, are you guys all in agreement? Do you think like, in other words, if they came and said, here's the, the, the list that we could work with, or do you have disparate interests? I, I think we have disparate interest. I know that the E-Verify would not make it into the CR. I know that. It is too contentious what? with some Republicans. Why? I, Why? Why should Sean, I? Sean, you'll have no, no, to ask them. I know, but don't you think this is silly? Like, verifying that you're a citizen of the United States to work, I mean, you're supposed to do that anyway. Absolutely. Like, E-Verify just makes it legit, so you can't show, like, a fake identification. Right. But this is what's so what's so troubling, is that if you want to be a Republican and, and go out there on the campaign stuff and say, I want to be tough on immigration. I want to be make sure that we're a nation of laws, but don't pass E-Verify. Right. I get it. The, a lot of businesses don't want to do it because they don't want to have to comply and they rely on these guys. I get what's really happening. But at the end of the day, what, we just, the, then you're almost not a Republican. If that's, you know what I mean? Like if guys are willing, they want to give the speeches but they don't want to walk the walk when it comes to what you actually have to do to keep the country safe. And and I we talked about this earlier in the week uh, with a veteran. We celebrate 22 years, or we commemorate 22 years of 9/11, and the hashtag was never forget. People flew planes and 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 so yes, we now have to take our stuff out of our pockets and all sorts of crazy stuff at the airport. But we're then turning around and saying, by the way, just walk in the southern border. You don't even need to to get a fake ID and to fly. I, I just, 
And they say that it's on the order of $2,200 worth of benefits. Free cell phone. Why would that not be one of the demands? Right. Let's stop giving stop. free cell phones. Right. But that's why I think... So let, let me just keep moving for a second and, um, and keep going on this discussion of spending, though, because it's bigger than DHS. It is. Absolutely. So we're, just if you had a crystal ball right now, we, we just talked about the DHS aspect, but that's one piece of it. Where, where, do, we, where do you think we head, up, head out on this? We cannot pass 11 bills in 11 days in session Correct. in September. Well, can I just ask so, this, though? The thing that's amazing to me, and I'm not a spring chicken. I've been, I came here in 94, so I've, I've seen it. But it's, we had this discussion about the debt ceiling, and everyone said, well, well you know, McCarthy, and everyone said, well, like, we'll fight this out on the appropriations bills. And then we go away. Not we, some of us, uh, and then come back and go. Now we only got twenty days to do it. Well, no kidding. This is the problem of Republicans. They always want to fight the next battle. Right. When are we going to stand, stand. Yes. and fight? Right. This is our last opportunity. When I said we're at peak of power in the next two weeks, this is it. So we don't. Where, have... where do we end up? Where do we end up? In, if you just again crystal ball, fast forward to September thirtieth. Is part of the government funded? Are we passing a CR? Uh, are we headed for a shutdown? I do not think we can pass the CR in today's environment. Okay. I do not think we can get it. But, but can I ask a question, going back to the power of the purse, why can't the House pass something and make the Senate not take it up or send it back or something? Why can't, what, what, is there that, like, is it getting 218 that tough right now? Getting 218 is that tough right now. Yeah. Uh, because some some Republicans want to spend. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, and those of us that want to rein in spending, but we've got a twofold problem here, Sean. It's not only the spending, it's the tyranny of the federal government. And the people out there in the hinterlands, my constituents, are, yes, they're concerned about the spending because two food pantries that I went to over August work period, they said the, the surge under Bidenomics is worse than the surge under COVID. Jeez. Worse. Uh, so yes, they're concerned about the spending because gas, groceries, and rent are killing people. They're they are crushing our families. So they're concerned about it, but they also see what's happening in the federal government. The EV uh, uh, demands, the electric your, your electric vehicles, uh, the ATF in New Mexico, direct slap at the two right. at the Second Amendment. Uh, all of the things that they are doing to crush American people as in terms of policy as well, uh, they are absolutely crushing the American people. They're starting to realize it. That's the movement I was talking about. Do you think so, that- so how do we translate that into forcing the administration to do their job? But, but this gets back to what we talked about at the beginning. They don't want to. They're no, no, they want no. to spend more. They, they don't want to enforce. So I think part of it, this goes back to the power of the purse. Republicans could put, and this again, I, I don't want to keep making this about messaging, but I think it is, is that why aren't we laying out some basic things that the federal government is doing that aren't effective, that aren't timely anymore, that are out of date, and saying, okay, force Democrats to vote for things that are wasteful, but starting it. And I, it all can't happen in one day, but I don't get the sense that that there is a commitment to fiscal discipline that people can bite off. If you walk down the street right There's now, not. anywhere in Texas and said, tell me what the, you know, is the government spending too much? I think almost everyone would say yes, but you, no one's putting together a plan that says this is what we can cut. 
Well, the problem is every American, every government program, every government program has a constituency. Right. So when you try to cut, you're going up against that constituency. Sure. Those people. But I'll give you an example. The one like my pet project. I don't understand why either PBS or NPR in this day and age need to be funded. Right. I, yeah, we don't fund Radio Free Cor- Asia or Europe okay, or whatever. Right, that actually could advance U.S. goals. Yeah. But I get it. Their constituency is everyone on the left that wants That's to sit right. around in here. Okay, got it. Guess what? Republicans control this. And I think the best part right now is that in this day and age where most Americans aren't waking up, you know, that we see the number of people who are streaming uh, is going higher and higher. Only 32% of Americans either get their TV from cable or satellite. Mm-hmm. I know we're talking about radio, but my point is mm-hmm. that the constituency for NPR and PBS are folks on the left. Right. So right. the Republican conference could easily offer that up. I get it. It's not a ton of money. It's what, several million and say, Hey, we're going to start going through some of these programs, make the left defend it and say, here's why we need to have, you know, a bunch of talk show hosts from the left give you your opinion. Great. Like, pick out the stuff that they care about, force it. Here's a better idea. There are 1,100 agencies and programs that are never, that are not authorized. Sure. We spend money on them. They're not authorized, yet their appropriators give them money. Money. Why don't we go back and say, if you're not authorized, you don't get any money. Right. I, I, I'm for, make them. And the thing that's funny is the left always wants to say, so like the FAA is coming back up again. I know that's something that you've been like there are things that you go find. I'm not saying defund them. I'm saying make them prove their worth. Right. Come in front. I mean, any business would come in front of you and say, hey, this is why we need an increase in our budget because we're doing this. We have to hire someone more. I don't know why. What do they fear? But I agree with you. Why we can do these things. Republicans control it. You control the committees. You want to go to zero base budgeting? Wow, that's a thought. Yeah, or but just even justify. Come in and show it to us. Tell us why you need an increase why you need more people, why you haven't been able to find anything to cut. But I feel like there is there is a lack of commitment among the Republicans on the House side right now to, and I, for, 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 for fiscal discipline, we're going to go off this cliff. This is not dissimilar to the conversation we had about DHS. We're going to get to October 1st. The administration's already putting out these talking points and trying to, you know, uh, play the refs with the media and say, this is what they're going to cut. This is how everyone's going to be hurt in America. They're not going to go to a national park. Seniors aren't going to get all these benefits, blah, 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 blah. I mean, in theory, there's there's folks in the military that are going to dealt with. This is something that you you have experience with. They're going to make that case that we're hurting a lot of these people. And I think if Republicans don't go in there with a sound argument as to what we want, why we have a plan, what what, are, what it looks like, we're going to get killed. We're going to get clobbered. And for 20 days, we're going to take the heat and then we'll cave. That's just, I've seen the movie before. And I think that if we can come in, but at the same time, that, that what's unfortunate is, to your point, we've got great talking points. You just mentioned one of them about all these programs that aren't authorized. I feel like we've got to get back to using them. I, I agree. That's, I don't think Republicans use power well. I don't think we use power as well as the Democrats do. They understand yes. the use of power. And power is an ugly word to some people, but frankly, that's all that the administration understands is yeah. power. Oh, it is. Contempt of Congress, subpoena, impeachment, you name it. Those are the things that they're responding to. So that's it. Can I get back to my crystal ball? Of course. <laughs> Thank you. Where do you, I mean, October 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 4th, do you, are we partially shut down? I think so. Yeah. And what I fear 
is the moderates and the Republican Party will go to the to the Democrats. They'll have a discharge petition yep. for a clean CR. It'll pass with Democrat majority votes. And all of a sudden we have nothing. Correct. But does th- what does that do to the movement in America today? Does it does it uh, for, does it say the Republicans will lose everything in the 24 election or does it say the movement will move forward yeah. to say you guys have just you guys have just trashed the American public for the next few years. We're going to start a movement that's going to be stronger. I can't answer the question yeah. because it's one or the other. I, I, I'm, but I, let me tell you about yeah. Obamacare. What I saw in Obamacare is they changed the nation. Obamacare yes. fundamentally changed America. And yet 50, no, I think it was 62 Democrats walked the plank for Obamacare in the next election. 62. I don't see that commitment in the Republican Party today to fundamentally change America. For bad or good. For, for better. In right, case, I agree. Right. Obamacare was for right, worse. But, that's what, but at some point, we've got to be willing to fight. Absolutely. And I think too much is at stake right now in the fabric of the country. Speaking of fighting, <laughs> uh, Matt Gates went to the floor of the House yesterday and mm-hmm. gave a speech basically saying he wants to hold Kevin McCarthy accountable. Do you think that McCarthy's done a good job as speaker? I think we gave him all the tools in January to be a good speaker. Yep. I think he has an opportunity today, if he gets ahead of this wave of frustration and anger, to lead the movement. Will he? But so what is that? The, evident, if, if, the evidence in the debt ceiling bill is no. Right. But he has an opportunity again to do that. Okay, so let's get back to what, what is that opportunity? What would he need to do to say to someone like you, uh, wow, message received, you got it? To lay out your plan. Okay. To say, these are the things we're going to demand rather than just throwing out options. And that's what I'm seeing in the Republican Party today. We got some bright people. Yeah. So they throw out this idea and they throw out that idea. I want the leadership to provide leadership to say, this is the way we're going to do it. We're going to lay out this list. We're going to follow this list. But don't you list. think the problem is, and I agree with you. I think that to me, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I'll, I'll do my best. Uh, and I know you will do yours to tell the leadership, this is what you should do. But don't you think part of the problem is right now that you mentioned the moderates. He, he sits there and he says, okay, here's the plan. You sit, you and, you know, some of your colleagues probably go, great. That's awesome. And then you got five of these moderates that say, oh, I can't handle that. And uh, I'll, I won't get reelected and I can't support you. And then we this go to is, your- This is the classic definition of leadership. But that's getting people to do what they might not themselves want to do because they have a common goal. Right. The common goal is to save America, both from the spending, the out of control spending, the $33 trillion we're in debt and the tyrannical behavior of the Biden administration. Is Kevin McCarthy speaker at the end of this year? I don't know. Don't know. Do you think there'll be a motion to vacate? Yes. Yeah. You think Matt will lead that charge? I do. Yeah. Um, and among the colleagues, here's the thing that's interesting to me is that before he had this buffer, four or five, you've got uh, Chris Stewart of Utah stepping down. You've got a couple other, your colleagues that are out for health reasons. There's no buffer this time. That's right. How do you think that plays out though? Does that, I mean, if the Democrats were to win a motion to vacate, what, what, what happens? Well, uh, it also lowers the denominator too, you know, yep. so it's not 218 anymore. It's some lesser number right, depending is. on the number that are right. out. I think there's also one or two Democrats that are out. 
So the, the calculus I haven't done. Right. But yes, we've got either four or five, depending on who you talk to, out. They've got one or two out. So I don't know what the calculus is, but it's no longer 218. Um, so I, I don't know how this plays out going forward. But the, I will tell you the best thing that's happened to the conservative movement in several years is that narrow majority because they've had to listen to the conservatives. Right. Like in January, uh, like in the Limit Save Grow Act. Now, we threw it away with the Debt Ceiling Act. But the best thing that's happened to the conservative movement in Congress, in the House, has been the narrow majority yeah. because of what we've been able to do in the bills. Now, have they made a difference? Have they gotten through the Senate? No. Uh, the president signed four bills into law. He's issued 12 executive orders. So you- Well, he has not, he's not really spending a lot of time at work these days. So. <laughs> Congressman, I appreciate your, uh, your time today. I wish you the best of luck. And I hope, I, I mean, I, obviously, there's a lot of us uh, hoping and praying that you're successful in these fights because there's too much at stake. There is. Our country is at stake. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, you Sean. Thank, Thank you for your service. Sir. All right. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. He is a fighter, man. Uh, West Point grad. Uh, and obviously willing to put his name on the line to make sure that we get some fiscal discipline and some policy changes in this country. So I appreciate Carson Self sitting down with us and uh, keep an eye on him and everyone else who's fighting for the future of this country. Tomorrow, we have a great discussion uh, with Tim Graham. He's the executive editor of Newsbusters over at the Media Research Center and Grace Curley, who is the host of The Grace Curley Show. You may know her from The Howie Carr Show. The two of them are going to sit down and we will have a really interesting discussion about where we head in terms of spending and impeachment and all that kind of fun stuff. And then Friday, we're going to sit down with Tim Ballard. He is the person that they made that movie Sound of Freedom about. He leads Operation Underground Railroad, which is the uh, effort to, to root out trafficking. Um, and obviously, as I mentioned, he's the star of Sound of Freedom. So I'm excited about that conversation as well. Thanks for joining us on the Sean Spicer Show. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.